Welcome to IEEE Cloud Computing Podcast. And my name is Chris Miachi, and I am the chair of the IEEE Cloud Computing Special Technical Community. And tonight I am honored to have with me Mazin Yusuf, who is the uh, editor-in-chief of Cloud Computing Magazine. Mazin is the Chief Technology Officer and Vice President of Architecture for the Royal Dutch Shell Global Account at T-Systems International. He chairs the advisory board for the European Research Consortium for Informatics and Mathematics. And he also founded the U.S. National Science Foundation Industry University Cooperative Research Center for Autonomic Computing. Yusuf has been an adjunct professor at Duke University, North Carolina State University, the University of Arizona, and the Oregon Graduate Institute. He was a principal leader in defining the InfiniBand architecture and co-chaired the management working group for the InfiniBand Trade Association, which was responsible for defining the InfiniBand architecture. Yusuf has an MS and a PhD in electrical engineering and computer engineering, respectively, from Pennsylvania State University. And welcome. Thank you. So I, many of us have a subscription to, to IEEE Cloud Magazine, and I know a little bit of the history, but I'd like you to tell our listeners what the history of IEEE Cloud Magazine is. Sure, Christine. Uh, IEEE decided uh, in late 2003 that they should have a dedicated magazine for cloud computing. Uh, they made that decision based on what they saw in the market in terms of how cloud computing is changing the way we do IT. They looked at the projected growth of cloud services. They saw cloud computing as an emerging topic that it still requires a good deal of research and development. And uh, all these together, along with they felt there is a need to educate uh, a cloud computing in the market, all these together combined helped them or convinced them that there is a need to have a dedicated magazine for cloud computing. They thought of the magazine as the venue for industry and academia to uh, get together to address all cloud-related topics. So after they made that decision, they put a, uh, a request for nominations for the, an editor-in-chief for the magazine. And uh, after many, many nominations and uh, evaluations and reviews, I was selected to be the editor-in-chief of the magazine. So you've been editor-in-chief since the magazine began. That is correct. The magazine uh, started in uh, early 2014. We had our first issue in May 2014. That was the premier issue of the magazine. And uh, the way we have addressed the magazine so far in terms of contents is we have divided the magazine into two major parts. One part where we publish research papers related to cloud computing. In this part, what happens is uh, authors submit papers to the magazine. 
The papers go through a review process where at least two, three, or four reviewers review the, the paper. And then decisions get made whether the paper gets accepted, rejected, or it may need more work to enhance the quality of the publication. Uh, and we publish those papers that get accepted. The other part of the magazine, which is uh, very, also very interesting, is what we call columns. And columns are related to all topics of, of cloud computing. And they address usually, each column addresses one specific topic. For example, we have cloud economics, where that column addresses all the economic aspects related to deploying cloud computing from all types of uh, positions. We have the cloud on the law, for example, where we look at all the privacy and security issues related to cloud computing. We have cloud standardization, where we look at all types of the needs of standards for cloud computing. We have also another column that looks at what kind of research topics that the uh, academic institutions and the research community need to address going forward. So we have a number of those columns that we publish in every issue. So has uh, the readership gone up from its initial release? It's gone up pretty much every few months, right? Absolutely. We have been seeing that there is really a lot of interest in what we have been publishing in the magazine. Um, uh, we have been publishing uh, six issues every year. So every other month we have an issue that gets out to the public. And usually we, each issue, have a specific theme. And that's what makes it very interesting to a lot of people because we address specific themes related to cloud computing. For example, uh, the most recent issue that we published in uh, uh, July, August, we talked about the role of cloud computing in manufacturing. Um, and we address all topics related to how, if we deploy clouds in a manufacturing vertical, for example, the cloud economics column looked at the benefits and the costs for deploying clouds for manufacturing. The cloud on the law, for example, looked at what are the legal ramifications for when we move cloud manufacturing data to the cloud, and so on. And this issue specifically has been very interesting to a lot of manufacturing uh, uh, companies, and we have been seeing, as I mentioned, a lot of pickup in terms of the readership of the magazine. Right, because that's probably an area where computing um, may not have been used and someone can actually see how it could be used in, in a, for economic gains, <laughs> right? Correct, correct. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of, especially if you talk about manufacturing, they saw uh, that cloud computing will be able to bring a lot of efficiencies to the manufacturing process. For example, they can easily leverage a lot of the cloud standard services instead of having their own services, they leverage the cloud services, so that will free up time and budget for them to do something related to their businesses. They can easily uh, scale up or down as there is a need for uh, more manufacturing, more demand, 
so they scale up and down as fast as, they, as possible. I always think that cloud enabled them to do it. Previously, they had their own traditional IT environment in-house, and it, wasn't, it was very difficult to scale up or down, usually a process that takes six to nine months to even 12 months. Right. With the cloud, they should be able to scale up and down in, in you know, days. Right. Yes. Um, I, I will tell you, though, I had, um, I, I, I'm sure, you, and I know you addressed this in the magazine, I had an experience recently where I was doing, I had my own data in the cloud, and the, the cloud service provider tripled their price. They just decided to triple the cost of me storing the data there. So I was able to change providers, but it almost seemed unethical to me. And I know you've addressed these, these are some of the types of issues yes. you address in the magazine. Yes, and that's going to always be an issue. But uh, in regard to cost, uh, remember, the more competition we have, the more providers we have in the market, the cost will definitely be controlled. Um, these, these things are uh, a fact of life in the market. But we address them, we talk about them, and we talk about how can we leverage, uh, let's say, or, or estimate your to total cost of ownership when moving data to a cloud provider or when migrating to a different cloud provider and so on. Right. Yes, I, I've read articles like about that in the magazine, and you've already addressed this, but the different areas that you cover, you mentioned cloud economics, you mentioned law. I believe there's also government in the cloud that you write about regularly. Yes, we have a cloud in the government. That's another column that we publish, and in that column we talk about the role of cloud in the government. You know, governments spend a lot of money on IT. The U.S. government spends almost $80 billion on IT, and they realize that with the introduction of cloud, they should be, within a few years, a short number of few years, be able to save at least 25% of that budget, which means around 20 million, uh, 15 to $20 million billion. Um, so they have been aggressively looking at the role of cloud in the government, and we publish topics related to deploying cloud in the government. For example, the need for specific types of certification, such as FedRAMP, and uh, uh, other requirements that the government needs, specifically related to the security of all the data that the government has. Yes, and I've also, um you, you consistently address security, which is always a big issue. Correct. Yeah, in fact, you have a special issue. Correct. In fact, we have a special issue uh, uh, on security, and it is a very hot topic in the market. Uh, in, just to tell you that that security issue received uh, the largest number of submissions from the research community and the market. We, for the special issue, usually are supposed to have five accepted papers. We received almost 40 papers for it. And they were very good quality papers that we had to reject because we were limited to the number of uh, uh, articles we published in the issue. That said, I can easily tell you that we are very likely going to have another special issue on cloud security and maybe a third one, maybe one in 2018, early 2018 
The reason is because it's a very hot topic. Cloud security and all the ramifications for deploying cloud and dealing with data, dealing with the privacy issues, especially now where we are seeing a lot of big data and IoT applications running in the cloud, the topic of data becomes extremely important. So I see ourselves in the magazine having another special issue in 2018, very likely another one in 2019. Yeah, that, that's not surprising. <clears throat> and I've also, you have, I've, been, I've spoken to one of your writers uh, on standards as well. You write regularly about standards, which is another very important topic that the IEEE is actively involved in, but you also look at standards that are outside the IEEE. So you really cover a lot of areas within the cloud, and one, one of the things that we say in our community is that cloud computing is computing. It's, compu it's the way computing is, is done today, and it might even be it, there might not even be a word cloud computing anymore. It might just be computing in the future yes. because so, it's so big. Correct. So let me address the standard topic. You're absolutely correct. We look at all standardization efforts that are happening in the market, uh, outside IEEE as, as well, as you mentioned, and also in multiple, in uh, every continent in the, in the world. Uh, there are efforts happening in Europe. There are efforts happening in the U.S. as well as in Asia Pacific. So in the standard uh, uh, columns for cloud, we look at all these efforts, and also we look at that specific topic we cover in that issue. For example, when we talk about, let's say, uh, a middleware for cloud, we look at standardization of efforts for middleware in the cloud worldwide from all types of standards bodies, and we talk about it in the magazine. And that gives you a very good coverage on what's happening. The columns also, a very interesting thing they do is they pose questions to the research community on what needs to be done next. What can we do? What do we still lack in terms of requirements to make the, the cloud more deployable worldwide and specifically for standardization to have more interoperability among cloud providers? So that's something we address. Um, Talking about a cloud, you mentioned this, and I also mentioned this a lot in my presentations. Uh, you're absolutely correct in the, in the sense that cloud now is becoming the de facto platform for all hosting and social innovations in the market. For, for example, when we talk about clouds, everything related to IoT, to big data, to smart mobility, uh, all these things are running on a cloud environment. So if you look at the projections of what happened in the last 30, 40 years, you know, we have the, the mainframes, then we have the client servers, then we have the internet as a big uh, uh, network that provides agility to businesses, and now we have clouds. So cloud now is the, the, uh, the hosting platform or the computing platform that's going to evolve and, and forward, and it's going to be the basis for all innovations worldwide. Well, that is quite an accomplishment that you've done in just two years since launching the magazine. I know I read a lot, uh, a lot of reaction to the articles online, and you've also attracted some of the best writers. Many of your writers have published books. They're nationally known or internationally known speakers. So I know that many people in our community would love to write or submit an article to the magazine. Could you 
go over the process of what it is to submit an article to the magazine. Absolutely. Uh, the, the best way is first to look where the magazine is on the website. You, uh, I urge the readers to go to the Computer Society website, which is uh, computer.org, and then look at the magazine in, in that website. We have in our website guidelines for submissions, guidelines for authors, guidelines for editors, and where to submit an article. I urge all readers to go look at it and then look at specific topics they want to cover. The magazine, as I mentioned, covers every cloud-related topic. We publish them in an easy, relaxed reader format where people are comfortable reading it. So authors, editors, I urge all of you to go to the Computer Society website, go to this magazine-specific website, and look at the guidelines, and then submit articles. All, all articles get submitted, get tracked, the editor-in-chief and the editorial board will review them, and then, as I mentioned, if they have, are of the quality that could be published, we publish them. If they are of quality that requires a little bit more work, we go back to the editors and, and authors and ask them to add more content to them, and then we can publish them. One more thing that can help us also quite a lot, since we publish columns, columns are written by the column editors and uh, we have an advisory board for them, I always urge the readers to provide us feedback on how well we do. And we have a web page that is also related to the, in the magazine website we, where we urge readers to submit feedback about everything we write. And that's, the purpose of that is to help us improve even further beyond what we have been able to achieve so far. Well, this has been really interesting. I know that many of our members have our, uh, subscribe already to the magazine. We're going to be doing more podcasts with the writers and column writers and editors in the future. And we may even do a workshop for writing an article for the magazine that um, one of the Computer Society staff members may help us with. So uh, you may be seeing more articles from our community in the future. Mazin, I want to thank you for this interview, and I look forward to doing more with you in the future. You are very welcome, and I really thank you for giving me the opportunity, Christine, to uh, talk to uh, the community about the magazine. And uh, I would urge everybody who is interested in cloud computing to be involved with us in the magazine and provide feedback or provide suggestions on how to improve the magazine even further or write articles. Thanks again, Christine.